0: police is gonna get there there's no question he squares again hey everyone welcome back to the Houston Pod podcast it's me your host Finister tonight we're gonna to do a player profile we almost God I came so close to doing a pre-game for Dallas versus our club the Houston Dynamo but you know what we're gonna knock that out Thursday or Friday? Friday. We'll knock it out Friday. couple things. Before we go into our guy tonight, our favorite Swede, our favorite Swedish boy, Adam Lundquist. let's talk about the Astros and Yankees and the hatred between the fans. If you're on Twitter, which I am, you'll see our Astros fans hate the Yankees. The Yankees hate the Astros fans. They hate each other. That's great. That's great. Couple of things. Number 1. The Yankees have won, won 26 or 27 more World Series championships than the Astros. So to compare the two in qualities, not it's not going to happen. Why are they so pissed? It's easy. 2017. It's well known that the Astros used technology to steal signs. I played baseball for a while. You steal signs. But you steal them through coaches and players, not through a camera. And the Yankees fans are upset because they feel that without the electronic technology and without the garbage can, they would have beaten the Astros. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was proven the Astros used it in the ALCS but did not use it in the World Series. Here's my argument for an asterisk next to the 2017 championship Astros. You might get pissed. It's fine. They used it in the regular season. Regular season standings determine who makes the playoffs. That's why I think there should be an asterisk. Personally, and I might lose some listeners over this, I think that the championship should be vacated. And this goes for any club. I'm a Mets fan. If the Mets did it, I would say the same thing. If you cheated using technology and you got caught, you should be vacated of your wins. And the runner-up should be named World Series champion. But we don't do that, you know? So it is what it is. Big piece of news today. Everybody's favorite former president, Donald J. Trump. It's me, Donald J. Trump. Uh, His ban on Facebook and Instagram was upheld. That's fine. That's okay. Social media has been so much more peaceful without him stirring up both sides. It has. You can say it has not, whatever. It's been way more peaceful. A lot less fighting. Look, support who you want. But a president's job is to bring people together. I'm not saying he did that or did not do that. But that is what a president should do. He is the face of our nation. So when you cast a vote... Please elect somebody that represents our values. I don't know how many politicians really do anymore because they're all, you know, they're all greasing somebody's palm. They're greasing the wheel. They're paying their way up. When they've been there forever, you know they have their ins and outs. You know Biden's got his ins and outs. He's got his buddies. They all do. Okay? But Trump is still going to be banned from Facebook and Instagram, as well as Twitter. I haven't seen him on Twitter. Here's a big one. Here's a big one that affects my bottom line, Dogecoin. If you don't know what Dogecoin is, you haven't paid attention. It was a joke cryptocurrency started in 2013 that used to trade for under a cent. How do I know? Because I bought some back when it was like seven-tenths of a cent. I own 8,000 shares, and it's gone from seven-tenths of a cent to 61 cents a share. I sold a lot of my shares at about five and a half cents a share. But I still got about 8,000 left. So, Dogecoin to the moon. Hold it, you diamond handed apes. I'd like to retire. Let's get it up to 1,000. If it goes up to 1,000 a share, I'm a millionaire. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Today, Real Madrid was slapped around by Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I'm extremely happy to see an all EPL Champions League final again. I firmly believe the Premier League is the hardest professional football league in the world. I do. I think that if you look at the other leagues, you're going to have a couple teams, two or three, that legitimately might win it each year. Let's do it. La Liga, Atletico, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Bundesliga, Dortmund, Bayern Munich. Who else? That's really it. Wolfsburg's doing well, but whatever. Uh, Leipzig. Leipzig is going to take a knock next year when Nagelsmann leaves. Uh, Serie in Italy. This is the first time in nine years Juventus haven't won it. Who do you have in Italy? You got two Milan's and Juventus. It's three. France, PSG. PSG should win it every year. Not even a discussion. Don't even get me started on Portugal. I'm going to guess Porto and Benfica. I don't follow the Portuguese league. In England, it could be anybody. It, it, it could be one of six or seven teams year in and year out. Eight if you count Everton. So good for you. As much as I dislike Man City and their blood money, and I hate Chelsea because I'm a Spurs fan, I am glad to see an all-English Champions League final. Guess what I got after the last episode? I got fan mail. I did. I got voice messages. You can do that. Through, the, uh, through Anchor, you can send voice messages. And I got a couple from a listener named Rushan Ravelovich. I hope I said your name right, ma'am. And a couple of things he pointed out was he agrees that we need to support our team. He says it's our team. These are our players. He also says we shouldn't really focus on critiquing ownership. Now, to that point, I don't fully agree. I, I, We should hold ownership accountable. But just posting shit on Twitter, just talking about it on my podcast or your podcast or whatever, that's not going to do anything. If you really want to get ownership's attention, you have to do what certain groups have done, like Dynamo Fans for Change. You have to get their ear. Yes, you can hurt their bottom line and boycott and stop buying the gear you're going to also affect the quality of the team and not make us as attractive. You want Brenner out, you want De La Hoya out, you want Harden out, show up and make us attractive. I said it in the Discord. Let's pack the stands, and we get uh, Prince, what is it, Mohammed bin Salman, Tobias, the Saudi Arabian murderer. Could you imagine how much transfer money we'd have? But God, it would feel wrong, right? How about Jeff Bezos? What are you doing, Jeff? Elon Musk, come on down. It's Texas, Elon. You can build whatever you want here. They don't tax you. They give you money to build. Come, buy us. Jeff Bezos, Musk, Mark Cuban. Fertitta? Nah. No Fertitta. All right, news segment over. I don't have any stories for you, so let's do this. Adam Lundquist is born March 20th, 1994. Did you know sometimes they spell his name with a K? Instead of a Q? Yeah, that's right. So Adam is uh, our left back. He's our left back, guys, for our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Adam is from Sweden. From Sweden, yeah. Great swimsuit team. He previously played for Swedish team IF Elfsborg, and he has two caps with the Swedish national team and represented Sweden at the 2016 Summer Olympics. I hope he gets to go in the next World Cup and play with Zlatan. That would be fucking amazing as Adam Lundqvist. Say what you want about Zlatan Ibrahimović. I would put him up there with any striker in the history of soccer slash football ever. He is absolutely incredible. So Adam begins his career with a local club back in Sweden, Nikopings BIS. He joins their youth ranks in 2006. He makes the first team in 2010. He makes one appearance in the preliminary round of the Svensk, Svenska Kuppen before making his professional debut on March 27th, 2010, coming on as a sub in their 5-2 defeat to BK Forward in round one of the Svenska Cupen. Lundqvist makes his league debut on May 16th as a sub against Orebro SK Ungomdesklub. These fucking names. So when he's with IF Elfsborg... Elf he joins them in 2011. They are an Alsvenskan club. He spends time in their youth squad for about two years before he debuts on September 25th, 2013 as a sub in a league match with against IF Brahma Pajarkarna. Jesus Christ, these names are awful. On November 7th, 2013, Adam debuts in the Europa League against Danish side Iceberg. Lundqvist helps Elfsborg win their third ever Svenska Kubin and features six times in the 2013-2014 version of the competition. But he doesn't appear in the final. Now in 2014, Adam is converted from a midfielder to a left back. Did you know that? Did you know that Adam professionally started as a midfielder? That's right. Could we do it again? Maybe. Maybe we could. Well, I don't think we need another midfielder though. Adam scores his first goal for Elfsborg in a 2-0 win over Kalmar FF on August 17th, 2014. Let's fast forward four years. We're going to fast forward because that's what Wikipedia does. On April 26th, 2018, Lundqvist is signed on a full transfer using targeted allocation money. He goes on loan with RGV for one game to gain match fitness. He debuts on May 30th against Real Salt Lake. In his debut, he plays right back instead of his natural left back position because A.J. De La Garza was injured and Demarcus Beasley was the starting left back. Oh, how we miss DMB. Not Dave Matthews, Ben. Demarcus Beasley. Love him. Adam helps the Dynamo win the 2018 U.S. Open Cup. Our first ever. He makes two appearances and gets two assists in the competition, including a game-winning assist on June 18th against Minnesota United. But that year, we finished ninth, and we miss out on the playoffs. Adam appears 16 times and gets one assist. So let's fast forward to 2019, Wilmer Cabrera's last year with us. Beasley's rested for the CONCACAF Champions League match, and Lundquist gets the start. In the 60th minute, 60th minute, Lundqvist sends in a cross to Mauro Minotis past Nick Ramondo to give Houston a 1-1 draw with Real Salt Lake. Lundqvist starts the next match we have, which is a 2-1 win over the Impact, as Beasley is again rested for the Champions League matches. March 12th, Adam Lundqvist is subbed on in the 19th minute against Tigres because Beasley suffers an injury, and he's going to miss four to six weeks. That is what allows Adam Lundqvist to become our starting left back. He gets significant time and a significant stretch. When Beasley recovers, uh, Adam still features left back and right back because De La Garza gets injured again. He's going to end that season with 28 appearances and four assists. But as you know, in 2019, we sucked again and missed the playoffs. In 2020, Lundquist was the first choice. Really, he was the only choice. But don't take that as me knocking Adam Lundquist. I like Adam Lundquist. I think he's a good player. And at 27 years old in MLS, he's got four more quality years. So we got some time. He's hitting his peak right now. He's named the starting left back under Tab Ramos. In our shortened season because of COVID-19, Adam starts 21 of our 23 games. He misses two because he's suspended for a violent tackle. It happens, right? You want guys that are aggressive. You want guys that go after it. Was it intentionally violent that he's trying to hurt somebody? I doubt it. But sometimes, guys, you've got to take a chance. That was a terrible season. We were last in the Western Conference and missed the playoffs for the third year again. Adam signs a contract extension to the 2022 season with team options for 2023 and 2024. I think he's going to be here for that time. Maybe Sam Junkwa is getting groomed to play left back, but... It is Adam Lundqvist's spot to lose. Now, Adam has represented Sweden at he's represented Sweden at various youth levels, as well as at the 2016 Summer Olympics, where he started three of the group stage matches, and he made his senior team debut on January 6th in a friendly against Estonia. Career-wise, 259 games, six goals, 28 assists, and 37 yellow cards. Those are good assist numbers. Adam, last game. I made the comment, passes didn't look right. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was fatigue. You know, we we just came back from a hard game in Portland. He's played every minute, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe that was it. But Adam, offensively, he creates a threat. He is a threat offensively. He's going to cross the ball in. He's going to make good passes. His side has been relatively quiet this year. And if you're a defender and your side is quiet, you are doing your job. What do I expect this year? Well, I'm going to tell you. I don't see him not playing unless he needs a rest. That's it. Who else are we going to put there? I think Bizama can play the left side as well. We know Junkwa can play the left side. We don't really have a backup left back. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that we do. We don't have a true replacement for Adam Lundquist. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem to have. You have to have somebody at each position who can come in and not hurt the team. I'm not saying they got to come in and be like uh, Gundogan Gundogan in Man City. They don't got to do all that. But they got to come in and know their role and not hurt the team and do their job. Do we have that at left back after Adam? No. Not that I know of. So I I anticipate him playing all year. I think Valentin on the other side is going to play all year. I think there's a good chance they can have quite a few assists. By quite a few, I mean, you know, four, five. It's possible. A piece. It just depends on how we play it. So, boys and girls, we got the Texas Derby this Saturday. We get to go to Frisco and enact revenge on FC Dallas for what happened in the Copa Tejas. Speaking of the Copa Tejas, I hope next year it's opened up to all of the Texas clubs, all USL and all MLS clubs. Look, if the USL sides don't have their rosters filled out, bring in some local junior college guys. Let them go out and play, man. Let, let's And then we know what we can do. They come to Houston, they go to Dallas, they go to Austin. We share the revenue. Give them half of it. You're going to make football, soccer in Texas better if these USL teams have more money. Not having the Open Cup is going to hurt a lot of USL teams. It's going to hurt all of them, actually. Because for them to make the group stage or get past that that third round, the group stage, listen to me, for them to get past that third round, that's big revenue. So if you're not going to do that, let's get these guys, come here, hold it in Austin, Houston, and Dallas. Split the revenue. You might sell 5,000 tickets. Split it with them. What is it going to hurt you? What is it going to hurt you? You're going to make their squads better. They're going to be able to bring better players up. We're going to have easier places to scout. You know, San Antonio is two hours away. It is. It's right down the road. You can go to RGV. We have a good relationship. Tulsa. Not Tulsa. Jesus, that's in Oklahoma. El Paso. There's plenty of USL teams here. Bring them in. Let's play. Let's get them going. So this Saturday, if you're going to Dallas, be loud. Be proud. Don't take shit from anybody. Support our boys. Support our boys. Because we need to leave there with a point or three points. We do. We got to go into these Texas matches, and we got to come home with something. Whether it's one point or three, we have to. That's been it. Our player profile on Adam Lundquist. The the pregame will be coming out. Towards the end of the week, most likely Friday night, just in time for y'all to listen to it on the way up to the game with FC Dallas. Guys, I'm Finister, your host. Give us a like, share, subscribe, rate, review, support, whatever. Send us an email. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know how you think. There's a new kid, real quick. There's a new kid uh, on, on Discord. I got a message from, his name is Fire Rooks, and he was asking me about how to start a podcast. What do you use? What software can I use? And this kid, judging by his video, he's about 12 years old. It's eight minutes long. It was surprisingly good. It was, it was really good. I was very, very impressed. So if you're on discord, his name is fire rooks. If you're on Instagram, let me pull this up for you. I'll get you his name. His podcast is called the Houston Dynamo FC Podcast. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe there's like a copyright issue there or whatever. But go check it out. It's the underscore Houston Dynamo FC underscore podcast on Insta. Let's support this young man. Let's help him out. Listen to his stuff. He really has some talent. He really did a phenomenal job for it being his first one. Keep it up. Keep it up, kid. Keep it up. Because when you're 18, I can have you on this show because right now I can't talk and be myself with you being 12. All right, boys, let's go to Dallas and kick some ass this weekend. Go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again.